Thank you for joining us for this chapel message from the campus of Columbia International University in Columbia, South Carolina. Our mission at CIU is to educate people from a biblical worldview to impact the nations with the message of Christ. Wow, what a pleasure. How's everybody doing? All right. Well, it's an amazing an opportunity to come back and be a part of what God's doing here. It's a big privilege to do that. And, and so thank you to Dr. Rogers and Dr. Dan Coy and the staff for having me. It, it is truly a blessing to be here. And I pray today that this message will be an encouragement to you as you finish out the semester. I hear you have three weeks left. You can do it, I promise you. If I can do it, anybody can do it. Well, let me pray and then we'll jump right into our message. I've entitled, Trust the Lord. Father, we thank you for this privilege. What an honor and a delight it is to come and to open your word today. And I pray, Lord, that your word will impact hearts, that we will be changed, that we will not just deliver information, but God, your word would transform us that we would genuinely be moved and different as we go out of these doors today. I pray for each one of these students, Lord, as they come to the close of this season. May you bless them. May you give them all that they need to finish well. We love you and we thank you. We ask this time in the precious name of Christ. Amen. Well, it wasn't long ago that I sat where you sat as a student. At the time, I had four children. Now I have seven. And through my time at CIU, I had met some of the greatest friends that I'd ever met. I met some of the greatest professors that I'd ever known. And I learned some of the greatest truths that I had ever become acquainted with. But just like I had great experiences, so some of the most difficult of experiences took place right here on this campus. Some of those challenges in which I faced, I now look back and I see the goodness of God in those. I couldn't see Him necessarily in the moment, but now that I've come through that season, I see God's hand in those moments. I remember struggling financially, and maybe you don't have four children, but I had four children, and it was a struggle financially. It was a struggle emotionally, educationally. Uh, I dealt with a lot of sickness with my kids while I was here. a matter of fact, uh, my now 14-year-old son, Hunter, he all but drowned while we lived here. And I remember going through those times and seasons, and I still had to go to class. <laughs> I still had to write my papers, and then even my 18-year-old daughter almost died from croup while we were here. We faced great challenges, and over $10,000 in doctor bills almost every year that we were here. I remember those struggles, and it was certainly a difficult time. And just like I struggled, so I know you also have your unique challenges. You struggle with the same things that I struggled with in some way, shape, or form. And things are a little different here now than they were when I was here. 
Not only do you have the challenges and the struggles, but you also now throw a sports program in the mix of that. And now you have those struggles. Not only do you have to perform in the classroom and in life, but now you have to perform out on the field or on the court. And I can bet that is a challenge because I played baseball in college before I got saved and I understand the struggles there as well. And that is why I've chosen the topic today to speak on trust. To speak on trust. Learning to trust God in every circumstance in which you may find yourself today. And if you are here and you are going to stand the pressures and you're going to walk through this season of life with success and finish well as, as a student, as an athlete as a faithful servant of Christ who is to know Christ and to make Him known, then you will have to totally learn to rely and trust on God. And so if you have your copies of God's Word, please turn with me to the book of Proverbs chapter 3, and we're going to specifically look at verses 5 and 6. I believe we could all use the reminder today that we must trust God above all. And indeed, because the Lord is trustworthy. The text reads, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge Him and He will make straight your paths. Three things that if I could leave you with this morning, three imperatives. As I remember studying in Dr. Rogers' preaching class, he said, you always give three points with three imperatives. And so, number one, you must trust in God. Number two, you must rely on God. And number three, you must recognize God. Turn your attention to verse one, because I want us to start there. Because I believe if we're going to understand the importance of this simple but concise verse, yet powerful, then we need to kind of understand the context of what's happening. He says in verse one, my son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. What I'm about to say to you, son, it's, it's like a father speaking to a son or a parent speaking to a child. Don't let these things escape you. Don't let them get away from you. Hold on to them because they will prove beneficial for you. These truths will provide benefit to you in a crazy world And then the father goes on to say in verse 2, for the length of days and years and peace, they will be added to you. If you simply heed these truths, hold fast to these truths, your days and your peace will abound. And as I read this, I was reminded that there is appointed man once to die and then comes the judgment. Life doesn't always Go as we have our plans, right? Man plans our ways, but the Lord directs our steps. But I was reminded this morning as I reviewed Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 17. If you want, you're welcome to turn there. Ecclesiastes chapter 7, I'll read it. Starting there in verse 17. Do not... Be excessive wickedly and do not be a fool. Why should you die before your time? 
While we don't know the hour or the time in which we have been appointed, it seems to be the writer of Ecclesiastes seems to think that it can end early. And what we learn in Proverbs is that if we obey what God is going to give us, that it will prolong our days. And we will have peace. And I can't think of anybody in here who doesn't want peace. And he says in verse 3, Don't, Do not let kindness and truth leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Memorize them. Hold them near and dear to you. So you will find favor and good repute in the sight of God and man. In this call of the Father and to the Son is to find favor and good repute in both the eyes of God, number one, and also among your brothers and sisters, your friends in your community. And as we approach this text this morning, in the light of this context, I want us to see, number one, we must trust in God. He says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. You see, trust is really the centerpiece of this passage. Everything depends on what it is that you trust in. Having faith, placing one's total confidence in this or that, and that is because what we need to trust in is the Lord. And and when we do, my friends, my brothers, my sisters, everything else will fall into place, even when it seems crazy. So what do I mean trust? What does that look like? Notice he says here, trust in the Lord. There gives, it shows action toward something or someone. And in this case... It's the Lord that we are to trust in, that we are to show confidence in. It's real easy, isn't it, to say we trust in something that we can control. As I look across here, I know there's, what, 15 sports programs. It's easy to trust that when you swing that bat a thousand times and you hit off of a tee, it's easy to trust that when you come through with that bat, you're going to connect with that ball. It's easy to trust that when you practice those sets and spikes, that that ball in that hand is going to hit at the very moment in which it is supposed to. It's that trust in what you believe is going to happen when the gun goes off and you're able to move down that track. Or when that golf club comes through and you connect with that ball just perfectly. Or when that foot hits that soccer ball and it's going to turn and go into the net like you've expected it to. It's easy to trust in what we typically can control. That's another thing to trust in that by which you have no control. And whether you've experienced that today... You will experience that one day. It's not a matter of if, but a matter of when. For me, it was here. It was on this campus when I had to plead with God to save my son. It was on this campus in which I had to plead with God to provide for my family and our needs. And it was an absolute trust in which I had to become dependent on God. You see, everything in this world is calling us to put our trust in it. Every company, every political party, Every commercial on television, every app, every bank, everyone and everything is seeking, pursuing, looking for. They are requesting your trust. We're being asked to trust in our future of Social Security. We're being asked to trust in a 401k. 
We're being asked to trust in insurance companies and this bank and this church and this educational system. We're being asked to trust in this doctor, this hospital, this social platform that will get you whatever you're looking to accomplish. This news station, that news station, Fox, CNN, NBC, ABC, 1, 2, 3, whatever it is, they are all pursuing you to trust them. And if we are going to be honest, we have handed over that trust when we shouldn't have. We've offered up many times our trust without warrant. They haven't shown to be trustworthy. And yet many have placed their faith in everything but God. Verse 1 speaks of sonship language. Speaks of Christian, children of God, followers of Christ. And it is our responsibility to show full confidence, my friends, towards God. There should be a trust in whatever circumstances you might find yourself in today. We say we trust, but do we really trust in the Lord? Because here's the reality. Trusting is hard. Trusting is hard. You know why? Because we've all been burnt. We've all been bedoozled. We've all been manipulated in many ways. And we just don't offer our trust to anyone, much less some chapel speaker who you don't know from who to thought it. But the reality is I'm not calling you to trust in me. What I am calling you to trust in is God and His Word because it will never, He will never fail you. Chuck Swindoll said this, we must see striving and trust God to provide what He thinks is best and in whatever time He chooses to make it available. I can't remember the man's name, but when I was here on campus, he made me fill out this little card. And it said, I'm willing to go anywhere, anytime to do anything. And I remember signing that and then walking up that hill and asking myself the question, you haven't even asked God what He wants you to do. I didn't come here to be a preacher, by the way. But that's where God led me. I had a bad past. What you see here now is a different man than who I was. I ain't the man I want to be, but I ain't the man I was. But God's grace and trusting in Him. It's faith. It is faith in the reliability of God by which we can place our trust in Him. So I have to ask the question. You personalize that question is, are you living by faith or are you living by sight? We must choose to exercise faith and trust in our lives. The passage doesn't leave us without a focal point. He calls us to trust specifically in the Lord, to have faith. The passage continues. He says, trust in the Lord with what? All of your heart, not just partial not just with what you feel you need His help with, but everything. He says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. The Hebrew word there is leb. It means the inner man. It means the mind. It means the will. It means your very life, your thoughts, your the schemes of your mind. We are to approach this trust in every part of our being. Our family, with our money, with our knowledge, 
You know how easy it is to get puffed up on knowledge? See, I didn't have that problem. I had to trust God with my ability and my knowledge because I wasn't the shortest, sharpest tool in the box. But by God's grace, we made it through. We have to trust God with the outcomes of our future. Many of you are looking for a future spouse. You want to go pro. You want to do things that will allow you great futures. My friends, you have to trust God even when you have the greatest of abilities. Because whatever it is that is accomplished in you and through you is not for you. It's for the glory of God. It is so that you can know Christ and to make Him known. Whatever sports program that is, whatever classroom that is, whatever place in which you intend to go, you are here for one purpose, and that is ultimately to make Christ known. Every part of our life. Jeremiah 17, 7 and 8 says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is in the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the streams and, and does not fear when the heat comes, for it le- its leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. When we trust in God, no matter what comes, we'll, we'll come out on the end successful. Maybe not in the eyes of man, but certainly in the eyes of God. And we are but pleasers of one, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. How about Psalm 56, 3? It says, when I am afraid, I will put my trust in you. It says in the word here in Proverbs 16, 13, commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. Every time you go to study, every time you go to practice, every time you do whatever it is you are doing, you are to do it unto the Lord. And when you do what you do unto the Lord, He will establish your plans. May not look like what you think it will at the end of the day. But know this, when you're doing it to the glory of God, it doesn't really matter where you end up as long as you're glorifying God because that means you have been successful. I can't think of anything worse than accomplishing the very things that you want to do and yet not bring honor to Christ. Doesn't matter how much money you make. Because at the end of the day, my brothers, my sisters, success is not based on what you have. It's based on the Lord Jesus Christ being honored through your life. Isaiah 43, 2 says, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And, and through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you trust in God, he, you will find your protection in Him. In Psalm 91, 1 and 2, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadows of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, My refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Oh, it's a wonderful thing to trust in the Lord. For He is our fortress. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, For we walk by faith and not by sight. Proverbs 29, 25, the fear of man lays a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is safe. And in Philippians 4, 19, and my God will supply every need of yours according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. And then there's Psalm 37, 3, 
Trust in the Lord and do good and dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. Verse after verse after verse after verse, and these are just a few that call us to trust in God. I remember my time here. I was sitting in a class with Dr. McWilliams. He doesn't know this. He will now. Can I see him right there? My wife texted me that morning. We were in a study in the book of John, and we were in chapter 15, 1 to 5. I'm the vine, you are the branch. He prunes those he loves. My wife texts me and says, Honey, there is no food, and the kids are hungry. You see, it's one thing for you to be hungry. It's another thing for your kids to be hungry. And I thought to myself, Lord, I pruned me. That's fine. You, you called me here. You made it clear this is where you wanted me. You provided the way for me here. But we've had some things come up, Lord. And here's the deal. I'm going to trust in you. I'm not going to get all stressed out. I'm, I'm going to just sit right here and we're going to study the book of John and I'm going to trust in you. And that day when we finished the class, I walked out of that classroom and a gentleman, an African-American gentleman, I don't know who he is till today, he approached me and he said, last night God put this on my heart to give to you and it was a card and I took that card. He didn't know my situation. He didn't know where I was in class. He didn't know we was in John chapter 15, verses 1 to 5. And I went down. Now there was a little classroom where your office was, and that's where the boys used to hang out. And we used to study, and so I went in there, and I opened that card. And this is what it said. God is not trying to take from you. He is trying to prune you to make you more into His image. And there was John chapter 15, 1 to 5. And then there was a check for my whole month's grocery budget. You see, trusting is not always easy. But I had to trust in God. That man had to trust in God. And God came through because that's the kind of God we worship. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. And we need to be reminded of that truth. God isn't trying to take from you today, my friends, whatever circumstance you face. He prunes, though, those He loves. So we not only must trust in God, my friends, because God is a big God and a promise-keeping God, but I want you to see, secondly, we must rely on God. We must rely on God. He continues, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and do not what? Lean on your own understanding. How easy is that? It simply means don't. Don't depend on yourself, your own understanding. Why is it important that we not lean on our own understanding? I mean, God did give us a brain, right? <laughs> I mean, isn't there times in which we shouldn't trust God? I mean, it, it doesn't seem like logically it, it's going to work out. Well, listen, this is not a question of logic. No, we don't trust in self because we don't know God the way we should know God. Who has known the mind of God? Who has become His counselor? It's a command, my friend. Do not lean on one's understanding. Then when you and I trust and lean on God, we can see God work in magnificent ways. I saw God do amazing things while here on this campus over the years. And I've leaned on my own many times, just like I know you have. And there are many people who lean on their own understanding in everyday life. And they do it separated from God. 
They think that because they go to church or read their Bible or even come to CIU that that makes them a Christian, my friends. That is crazy thinking. That is your own understanding. No, the Bible is very clear that unless you place your faith in the person and work of Jesus Christ, in the death, the burial, and the resurrection, my friends, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. There is a way in Proverbs 14, 12 that seems right to a man, but in the end leads to death. People are separated from God. Why? Because their understanding comes from their own logic. And if we're going to be honest, most of the time, that time of life in which we trust in our own logic isn't even logical, is it? Can I ask you a question? Are you relying on God today? Or are you relying on self? Place your faith in Christ. Not, not just in the academics, not just in the sports community, but in Christ for your salvation. You see, I remember when I played baseball, I wasn't a Christian, but I went to a Christian university. And I sat in a chapel where the man was preaching and I wanted nothing to do with Christ. And I listened not to his words. And I'm sure, I'm certain at this stage in my life, he probably professed the gospel clearly and I was just not willing to listen. My friends, my call, my plea is to hear me today. Do not trust in your own abilities for your salvation. Trust Christ in Christ alone. Our reliance must be totally in Christ. So yes, we must trust in God. We must rely on God. But lastly, I want you to see we must recognize God. The writer continues, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your understandings, but in all your ways. Acknowledge Him, and He will make straight your paths. He will make straight your paths. You don't want to end up where you want to end up, my friends. You want to end up where God wants you to end up. Because there in that place, whatever that place is, will be the greatest amount of glory he will receive. He says, acknowledge him. The Hebrew word there, yada, it means to know. You see, it's not until we begin to understand and acknowledge who God is that we can begin to trust him. Because when we fully grasp who God is, It's so much easier to trust in Him than ourselves because He has great, great ability. You see, God is spirit. God is life. God is infinite. God is immutable. God is truth. God is love. God is eternal. God is holy. God is immortal. He is invisible. He is omnipresent. He is omniscient. He is omnipotent. He is all-powerful, my friends. And when you begin to grasp who He is and what He is able to do, my friend, you will freely trust in Him for every aspect of your life, in the physical and even in the spiritual, because when you know that you can't make it into the kingdom of God in your own strength, you'll have only one person left, and that is the person of Christ. And so my call, my encouragement is to trust in Him because God is able. He is able, and He is the only one that we can truly 100% trust in. That is because He is God, and His attributes are such 
That when we trust in the Lord with all of our heart and we lean not on our understanding, but in all our ways we know Him, we acknowledge Him, my friends, is in those moments in which He will make straight our paths. Some of you are trying to go right when the Lord wants you to go left and he's, you're just fighting tooth and nail. Why isn't this going to work? Why can't I do this? Because God has something bigger. God has something better for your life than the temporal, etern- the temporal things. He wants you to see the value of that which is eternal. Give it all up for Christ. If he wants you to go right, then my friends depend on him and know him and go right. And if he wants you to go left, then you go left. It'll all be for his glory. Folks are placing their hope in everything but God. God, listen, won't leave you stranded. He won't leave you abandoned. So maybe you're here and you haven't yet learned to trust and to know God. Maybe you've never even placed your faith in Jesus Christ who promises you eternal life. My plea, my cry is I've been where you've been. I've pursued after many of the things you are pursuing after. And there is no greater value than eternal life with Christ. Yes, pursue those things, but do them to the glory of God. And the only way that you can do them to the glory of God is to understand that God prepared a plan. And it was a perfect plan, but man sinned. And Isaiah 59.2 says your sin had made a separation between you and God. And now you find yourself living in a broken world and you try everything in your ability to get out, but in reality you can't. And so God sees your inability and he sends his son Jesus Christ not because we love God but because God loved us and sent his son and he died and was buried and rose again to pay for our sins and impute into us his righteousness so that we now can stand before God holy and righteous and set apart and now we can begin out of our new nature because he is a new creation in Christ the old things have passed away and behold the new have come and now we can begin to live in obedience and grow in the grace and knowledge of Christ and now you can know him and now you can be prepared to go and to make him known that is the hope that is the desire and I pray that you will consider that today that you'll put your faith in Christ trust in him with all of your heart lean not on your own understanding and in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your path You say, I'll believe tomorrow, my friends, tomorrow's not guaranteed. But I tell you what is today. And the worst enemy to the the person listening is pride. You don't have to come here and bow at this stage. My friends, you can receive Christ right where you are today by placing your faith in the person and work of Christ. Yes, trust God as believers in every aspect of your ministry and in your life and wherever it is that God has you today in our new marriages that are fixing to take place. For the believer, we we are called to trust. But for those that are on the fence, either for him or against him, you need to place your faith in Christ today because tomorrow may never come. He has given you lungs, breath. Today is the day of salvation. Trust God. Rely on God and recognize who he is for his glory. Let's pray.
Gracious Father, we thank you for this opportunity. May you reach into the hearts of your people. Grant them eternal life and grant them the encouragement to trust you for your care in Jesus' name. We hope you found this message a blessing to your life. More Columbia International University Chapel messages are available at iTunes and at podcast.ciu.edu. Learn more about CIU's undergraduate, seminary, and graduate programs at our website, ciu.edu. Columbia International University educates people from a biblical worldview to impact the nations with the message of Christ. Thank you for the opportunity to minister to you today.